Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Geomologist Presents. It seems like we're in the midst of the fanzine Kickstarter. Was it called it? Was it called? Elfland, Beyond the Fields We Know. Right. Oh, I guess I should introduce my guest first. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Zine Quest is the term I was looking for. I feel like we're at the beginning of a Zine Quest. Oh, uh, Zine Month. By... Sorry. Zine, yeah, Zine, zine, zine month. month. A Zine Month this time. Okay. Uh, run well, by so Kickstarter. That's... I'm interrupting. That's a whole thing. Kickstarter does Zine Quest, but there's also a oh. community-driven Zine Month, which is also in February because Kickstarter abandoned February last year, and it and people were preparing. They did it in February anyway. So Zine Quest is just Kickstarter. Zine Month is kind of across whatever you want to crowdfund it on. Right. Well, I guess I should introduce my guest with that little bit of information, and we have Stefan Surratt with us yes. today, of the owner of Dragon Peak publishing and creator of many things using the dungeon crawl classics engine uh, notably for some weird frontiers uh, products that have come out recently um, and now he has a new kickstarter that is coming out to add to his uh his credentials his publishing credentials so let's it's called elfland beyond the fields we know but it doesn't seem like that's the only thing going on with this uh Zine was it's not Zine Quest again. Zine no, month? and I, and I'm zine and I'm month. not really even doing it in there. I'm doing it because it's it's more than just a zine, and I, so I started it before that. I've been working on this for a while, so I you know I I didn't want to wait for a whole February. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, I've got I've got a titular zine, Elfland Beyond the Fields We Know, um, uh -huh. which it's all for Dungeon Crawl Classics, but it's all pretty. Oh, it, you know, it's all close enough in the OSR yeah. know, sphere, um, and it's like a a toolkit mostly, but I've also kind of written it in a way so you can do a solo journaling thing. So if you're one of the poor folks who buys more things than they get to game, you can still kind of game with it anyway. Oh, I like um, that. Okay. But um, essentially, it's it's a bunch of tables and some adventure locales, and I wrote them and added some kind of question prompts so you can, you know, have some fun playing with yourself in, in a PC kind of way. Um but it's it's got like uh, ways to enter and exit Elfland, adventure locales, magic items, fake curses, horrible you know traps, mischief, um, and it was all inspired by uh, reading the book uh, King of Elfland's Daughter, uh, an old appendix in book uh, by uh, Lord Dunsany, and uh, I just that that book was so dang good. It's you know sometimes you read a hundred year old book and you're like, wow, they sure wrote different back then. I'm glad they don't yeah. anymore. But it was a good one. So you think it it holds it it holds itself its own, I guess. Yes, I it's definitely written. It's written in a different style. Like there's, it doesn't there's become sometimes, dated. Uh, I mean, kind of. There's a lot of times where it's like you're saying "and" a lot. Modern in these days, we put a period there, but you're just using the word "and" instead. But it's still very good. Oh, it's, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like there's some timeless books out there in the genre we like. I mean, I. I've read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein recently. Bram Stoker's Dracula still oh, yeah. is, you know, is a, uh, some of them, some books are not so <laughs> palatable nowadays, but, uh, but I remember actually the last time we talked, you, you had said that you were reading through that. That was like, what are you reading right now? So um, that's pretty cool that you've taken that and used it as inspiration for, for your your Kickstarter and your product, but that's that's not all. I mean, I, it, it, I like that idea of solar journaling, and I guess it has its own engine. 
right? It's not using a different like a it it's not so much using it's it's kind of light on that. Like there's some that go deep, like a thousand year old vampire or bucket of bolts. Um mm -hmm. it's that go a little deeper in there. Me, it's more just I've got a bunch of tables and I've got a bunch of question prompts that relate to those tables. So what do you think about this? Roll choose a role on this table. And it's written in so that you can do it, but it's uh it it has that, but it's more of a judge's toolkit first. Like I, I made this to solve the problem of there's not much out there if you want to take your campaign your game to the Feywild or Elfland or the land of the fair folk whatever you want to call it there's a lot of adventures that kind of like touch on that but not many that go deep into it so it's it's hard to run a game there and uh and I was trying to solve that for myself and my game and uh and share it with other folks too so I I did that in the zine but uh as as some people might be able to imagine or know if they've done a Kickstarter, uh, shipping a, a bunch of stuff out isn't like the most fun activity. Spend your your day just packing stuff for like four to eight hours. So I wanted to do that once and I, I uh, instead of multiple times. So I'll just make the once longer. So I also got two full adventures. Yeah, I, know, um, I saw that. I saw one, one uh, you'll have to tell us about, but it's taking advantage of something that's recently been uh, added to the public domain. Um, yes. The other one, I guess both of them might maybe. Both public also, domain. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. Um, and then you have uh, something else. So yeah, go, go ahead and talk. Yeah, about uh, so I'll mention the short things first. I've got a, a little DCC funnel that's a pamphlet adventure. So, you know, just one sheet of paper, double-sided, and it's so you it's small, you can improv off of it, and it's a, it's a funnel where PCs are basically stolen from their own world, enslaved by a fey witch. She wants them to mine out the literal heart of, of the volcanic mountain um and but it's a funnel that you can do in like under two hours uh so you can just in a much tighter time than you normally could maybe that's perfect for doing it you know just your friends who want to try it out or at the local game store where spending four hours there can be a little tough uh two hour funnel gets you done uh but the two full adventures that are written in the more traditional dungeon crawl classics or osr format uh i've got one called christopher robin's nightmare and the other called the blood rose curse which is uh, a little less obvious in its inspiration than the former but that one is inspired by beauty and the beast yeah yeah i got yeah it's pretty cool so i got that um and i guess uh, i i signed up on the first day so i could get the patch i didn't look at the comments yet it says green or red but i wonder if yes I wonder if anyone think, is like, I wonder if anyone is like, I can't tell because I'm colorblind. <laughs> no one has yet. No I one has yet. not think of that at all. Uh, if they're colorblind, they won't care. Yeah, there's a patch. Um, I also got an iron. Well, maybe it'll be iron on. Maybe that'll be a stretch goal that I, I make up at some point. But it'll be a sew on patch for sure. Yeah. And uh, there's two colors, green or red. I think they both look great. Uh, but I've been telling people vote in the comments, which color you like more, whichever gets the most. Like I've done this poll once before on a Discord server that mm -hmm. I'm on a lot. And the poll was 100% tied. So we're bringing it to Kickstarter. Everyone needs to, to vote in the comments which, which patch you like. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're, they're, we're recording this on day one, launch day, but uh, yeah. it, you know, it won't go out, but you can still get the patch. There's like a little deal where, where you get the patch for yeah, basically still free, still but, but people can get it. I'm going to make a bunch of them, but it's uh, get it, get it on the Kickstarter. Cause when I print this and like ship stuff to 
Goodman Games, and Exalted Funeral. I, I won't be shipping the patches with them, just the books. Yeah, you can you can put the patch in as an add-on if you don't make the uh, if you don't make the day one. I I joined day one because I like yeah. I saw patch. I'm doing it. Think <laughs> about it. But hey, you know what's really cool? What's really cool? I and mean, with 15 hours to go on the first day, you've already made your stretch goal. I'm looking here I, right now, and it's it's like uh, you're doubled your stretch goal already yeah i'm stoked uh and and the first stretch goal was an original song by the band luth body i mm -hmm. i messaged um his name is actually also carl um wow. so, so i messaged that carl musician carl though I, uh, hey, maybe you're a musician too i don't know no I, uh, <laughs> i'm a music appreciator i'm not a musician i yeah i get i'd be cool to try i, I have a guitar that i've never picked up to learn um I, but I learned like three chords when I was in high school and I am sure I don't remember them. I used um, to sing in I used <laughs> to sing in choir and, and for church, but no, no, no actual training. Um, and probably yeah. now as, as you get older and you lose, you yeah. start becoming more tonal, tonally incompetent. Tone <laughs> deaf, it's probably not, not great. I mean, I've tried to do some bad singing acapella on my podcast and uh, I'm sure my listeners would tell you that's not so great. Just stick to the. Yeah, my uh, wife tells me stick not to the to little also. stick to the little snippets of, on, of MP3s here and there instead of trying to sing. But, them but yeah, that's, but, uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's like a prog rock sound, and, um, uh -huh. and it was actually it was very fortuitous because I was like, hey, I don't know, I've never commissioned anyone to write a song before. I have no clue how this works. This is the kind of theme I'm going with. Let me know about rates and money and what you think is fair because I got no clue. They went, oh yeah, uh, journey to Elfland or wandering through Elfland. That's a cool theme. I do have something I wrote after, but never published after reading yeah. King of Elfland's Daughter a few years ago, and I was like, that's that's the same book. It's perfect. It's fate. Yeah, that's really neat. Um, you actually already hit the. You're at five thousand, mm -hmm. so you already have the second stretch goal. By the way. Yeah, and that, that's and some more handouts. But every so yeah, everyone's gonna get some extra handouts and some mm -hmm. magic items. I've got a few notes, and everyone's gonna get that song um, about the first minute of the songs in the Kickstarter video. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Um, like I think we had we had a discussion on the uh group podcast that I do with uh, Jason Connerly and others, mm -hmm. and we were talking about whether we like what kind of swag do we like or what kind of add-ons do we like. Um, and this is especially germane to more, maybe more towards, um, you know, miniatures games or board games where sometimes they'll give you a piece that does extra stuff, but then you don't have that piece. You know, and it's, it's kind of unfair. You, you but, feel like you're losing out a little bit. Yeah. But these, yeah. I mean, swag like this, I think is great. Right. Yeah. It's uh, the rest of the stretch goals are like bookmarks and stickers and, and maybe a poster if we get to that last stretch goal. So it's, you know, it's a complete package, whether or not you're, you're here for, for this or not. Yeah. And you've also looked like you put the add-ons for your previous uh, Kickstarters. So the merchants of the multiverse and then the, uh, the weird frontiers and that's for mm -hmm. MCC slash DCC, right? the mysteries uh, merchants and mysteries. so uh, yeah i've got mysteries of the multiverse and merchants the multiverse they're they're mcc focused but you know you can have some interplanar shenanigans there's actually a bunch of stuff in mysteries of the multiverse for like hey here's how you bring some stuff from you know normal dcc or the purple planet or there's actually a lot of third party people in there too so if you got like the leopard women of venus thing or, or you're yeah. using um uh, oh, it's another like the Aeon Ancient Greece stuff. Uh, there's like adventure hooks in there for like bring some of that weirdness into your game too. 
Yeah. So, and then you also have your Weird Frontiers, Brimstone Cradle, and Hills at Hunger book. Um, yes. As an add-on. Well, great. Um, so I don't know any predictions on how far this is going to go up. I know that uh, I, I see the $8,000 sticker is, a, is like <laughs> a, a protest slogan slash banner. Yeah, um, it's a no Watsi, no masters. Yeah. The OSR logo in the center. Yeah, I guess too bad you can't put, raise the black flag because Cobalt Press has already. <laughs> yeah, they're doing I it. I don't, I don't know if they've trademarked it, but you know, oh, business maybe. is business. So, uh, so hey, let's. Uh, this is great. Um, I've already backed it. Um, I'm excited about it. I like the idea of the solo journaling game too, because that's something I, I, you know, like one of my favorite things from let's say for the Call of Cthulhu starter set is sort of that uh, that solo adventure. Uh, you can I like do that. In there. Yeah, yeah so, I, I like all the the alone again stuff for Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, the alone again, and, and it, it, to me that is like choose your own adventure, make choices, kind of a solo mm -hmm. solo journaling game. You don't have to use like a, a a different engine like Oracle or something like that to to run it. And I'm really looking forward to these and and throwing throwing these adventures. So these two adventures, you feel like they're like one shot types, and they could be played like at a convention or. Yes. So I, most of my playtesting has, has come from running these in like four hour slots online. So the Blood Rose Curse, that one's Beauty and the Beast. It's basically a dungeon crawl, but you're you're in a manner. Let's, you know, let's take the, everyone knows what Beauty and the Beast is, but let's give it a bad ending. The curse is never broken. Beauty's never able to come back. So they slowly, you know, he becomes more bestial. The servants become, they just fade into the furniture to an extent. Mm -hmm. So go into this manor and, and essentially the, the kind of plot hook is there's this beast that's stalking the woods. It's killing mm -hmm. young maidens and it's, it's beast. He's out there trying to find beauty, but he can't like that time is gone. It's an indeterminate amount of times past when that could have happened. So he's Damn not really there on. anymore. Yeah. Um, maybe that happened, but I, I saw this too. Besides the fairy tale, it takes some inspiration from Hellraiser for you. Yes. Mechanic and <laughs> inspiration from resident evil one spencer manor so cool so horror it's like horror themed but uh, yeah fairy it's tale, definitely darker but i guess they're i guess they're all kind of related right i mean adventures in elfland is one of the, the beginning of like sort of codifying fairy and mm -hmm. fae and fairy tales and then i you know definitely i feel like the winnie the pooh stories um um are they're very whimsical they're whimsical and fairy tale like and then that, mm -hmm. i know there's a horror movie out for it now Right? Or I think yeah, I think it's about to come out. It's coming out this year at least. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't then, paid much attention. And then um and then this the Blood Rose Curse sounds sounds pretty cool too. So uh and then you have a funnel to get people into Elfland, yeah. which is kind of nice. I, I like how they did that. You mentioned Purple Planet, they did that in Purple Planet. There's a funnel, but it's a purposeful funnel. I know uh that's one of the I guess sometimes the, the criticisms of DCC, it's oh, I never see the full game. I only see funnels, but I do like funnels that get you to the adventure locale, right, and get you into the world yes. or the story, right. Even like Sailors on the Seas of Fate get you into the DCC kind of canon, not really canon verse, but they're where you, they put you all can end adventures. up anywhere at the end. Yeah, you yeah. can end up anywhere, but it can. It's like a vehicle to get you to the adventure locale, right? So that's, exactly, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, Right, so we did mention um, OGL, and we talked previously before I started recording, and and you you were kind enough to uh, let us know as a third party publisher, I guess what you feel about this OGL controversy, and because it seems like you mostly uh, all your stuff is is DCC, I, MCC, 
it's it's Goodman. I've, games, I've got so some maybe... other stuff that that is not OGL based. I've done some stuff for Primal Quest and and Rune, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's mostly MCC and, and DCC kind of focus. Um, yeah, Goodman Games has said basically they won't be using the OGL. Um, they have it. I feel like their message that they put out to the public could have had more clarity to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, as a third party publisher, all, all the third party folks, they they got an email basically saying, here's the updated license. And uh, main thing being, you don't have to put the OGL in there anymore. There, There's no requirement to put some new version, you know, the ORC license or, or anything else. You just don't have to use the OGL anymore. So uh, I'm, I'm actually stripping the OGL out of like my pamphlets and stuff so that future, you know, reprintings or, or POD stuff can, uh, can have something else. So I'm, I'm almost done with doing that at this point. And uh, I'm going to have to figure out what to do with that extra page. I, I don't know what I'm going to do in that. An extra, an extra art order or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or some more tables. More tables. Probably, pro probably some random tables or monster or magic items, something, you know, it's got to fit on one page. So. Oh, how about, uh, how about the mute, the, the music or the notes of the chorus for uh, the song that uh, is being published. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, with this, the, the adventuring to Elfland, I was able, uh, you know, the layout hasn't been finalized yet. So yeah, yeah. I, that I've, I've got more wiggle room than the past ones on, but yeah, mm -hmm. I've got, uh, well, I can, I can ask uh, Luther body about that. Um, and they, that band, it's got a bunch of stuff on. They've got cool music videos on YouTube. They've oh, got cool. all their stuff on Bandcamp and whatnot. But the music videos are, are cool and pretty trippy. I recommend folks go check those. Yeah, out. I'll definitely, uh, as well as you know, the link to the Kickstarter and then Dragon Peak Publishing. I'll uh, find a link to Loot the Body so you, you guys can uh, hear their, yeah. their music. I'm, I'll, I'm I'll a big fan of music. Later. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I, I I can look it up too, but I appreciate uh, you sending them over. So so yeah so um. What are you are you running or playing anything right now aside from from these? Uh, the a little bit, yeah. I've I've kind of feeling I'm I got to do a little bit more on these. Uh, I'm mostly am wrapped up. You know, I, the Blood Rose Curse. I wrote the first draft of that like two years ago. Mm. So like it's been sitting with me for a while. I really like that adventure, but you know, you stare at anything for like two years and you kind of want to do something different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's it's great, and I I love being able to act out like the servants in there. And Christopher Robin's nightmare is a ton of fun because it's it's a point crawl adventure through the hundred oh. acre woods, um, um, and it's and it's fun. Uh, I mostly don't try to do much in the way of imitating the voices of like the, all the classic characters, but I'll I'll try to how they speak. You know, I'll be a little sillier as as uh as you know poo and i'll be a little you know more timid as piglet because because uh, the adventure is basically like go across the hundred acre roads point crawl save as many as of the friends as you can and then go save christopher robin and it's all within christopher robin's dream as well because he's wow. like an adult it's a fey curse uh he's in, in this magical slumber that he cannot be awakened from and at the same time as that happened fey creatures started coming out of the woods and you know local you know hedge witch has figured out you have to go into his dreams to, to undo the magical curse. And if that is done, the creatures will not be able to pass into the human world anymore. So uh, lick this frog or smoke this hookah and, uh, and you'll fall asleep and go into his dreams. That's, that's how that adventure starts. Cool. 
and I see that this is a quick turnaround. You're, I mean, is this this is accurate? Yes. You're going yes. to get this out by Two months. physical products. Wow. Okay. Or, or, so the PDFs. Well, yeah. or PDFs will be in, in, yeah, like two months, March, people ought to get them. Uh, and the physical products will probably be in April. I've got, I'm waiting on editing for uh, Christopher Robbins Nightmare to come back, but like I've, and I'm waiting on the cover art for that adventure. Uh, okay. So there's very little left to be done except do some layout and put in the orders for for the books and the pamphlet and patches and whatever else but um yeah it's like i i like i prefer to come done i don't like getting a kickstarter having the funds go to my bank account and sitting for like you know six months going well i have that money but it doesn't feel like it's mine yet because i haven't mm -hmm. given people what they paid for so yeah i yeah, prefer to come prepared and, and do that quick turnaround i definitely feel like um Kickstarters have come a long way since some of the initial, the earlier ones that I did, <laughs> where, you know, I, I give some examples and I guess they, they probably don't care anymore if you blast them because they lost the license anyway. But Conan, you know, in Adventures in the Age of, and Dreamed of, uh, they had like four different waves of stuff that was all stretch gold mm -hmm. in their Kickstarter. And I feel like they only got it. And some of the, some of the print products didn't even come out or hadn't even come out yeah th there's like one that was about all about the picks right that i yeah. think was supposed to be very soon but nope license nope. gone yeah so i mean and then the other one also motifius unfortunately was infinity <laughs> and they're still putting stuff out um for that but i think now i mean maybe and kickstarter has probably learned too right you have to fulfill in order to to put out another yes. one now so it it depends how what your history is like mm -hmm. you can do i think if you've got like a solid history of actually fulfilling and doing as you said you can do multiple that are unfulfilled at once but they they'll keep you like you know goodman games i think is has just fulfilled one but you know a couple weeks ago before i got crypt of the devil lich in the mail they had four unfulfilled kickstarters yeah i mean there's there's definitely like i would say like privateer press is an example of someone very good like right when the they just need the money for the print stuff. All the all mm -hmm. the all the writing layout is already done. When the Kickstarter ends in a few days, once they collect the money and maybe you do a survey, they send you the PDFs, right? So so I think yeah. those are probably like in good standing where they send you the product and it's off to print right away. Um, I don't think there's any there might be a few things. Um, I feel like like some of the European the stuff that I you know, I Kickstarter from Europe. Uh, just this printing has been really slow out of there. They yeah, issues. So, um, you know, cutting them some slack. And I know there's some Kickstarters too where they just had, you know the, the uh, design team had like tragedies, uh, like deaths in the family, that, can't can't yeah, that and happens. Stuff like that. So, but you know, other than that, I I think there's only there's been I've had no really issues. I've heard you know horror stories or not horror stories not a hard but, story, but I know annoyances mean, and, and, and issues with Kickstarters and being unfulfilled. So, but I think that's good that, that Kickstarter has done that. And I'm very excited that, Hey, with convention season coming up, I might be able to uh, run this at North Texas RPG con, which is not until June. Yeah. Or, or Chupacabracon, which is, which is, these are local, relatively local ones in Austin, ones in, mm -hmm. in Dallas. I, I was hoping to be at Chupacabra. I was at Chupacabra Con last year. I was hoping to come again this year. Oh, were you? Uh, how, do yeah, we not, the, how do we not meet? 
I uh, yeah, I don't know. I ran I ran a couple DC. Let me see. I ran the one who watches from below there last okay. year and played okay. in a couple other things. Did um, you play in a? To... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just say yeah, just the the dates and and stuff won't quite work out this year. I basically I got a you know someone I was gonna sleep on their couch and and avoid some hotel fees. Oh, and, and, <laughs> and that's how I was gonna. Yeah, and that's that's how I was gonna be able to be like, hey, wife is. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna pay a ton of money in hotel fees. It's all good. But yeah, yeah, um, not gonna work. There's definitely. I mean, if you if you know some people in the biz, like there's a lot of creatives uh, that do Savage World stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, used to be a lot of a lot of Arc Dream people used to be there, but I think some of them have moved to like Canada. So, but uh, they definitely uh, Delta Green has a big presence. Savage World. I know that. Um, I just found that out about that really recently that the a lot of the Delta Green folks are kind of based down there. I was like, oh, that's cool. But I, yeah, I, was like, mm, I need to get into Delta Green. Oh yeah, it's it's really it's really. I had a great time playing Delta Green um, um, last time at, at Chupa Chupa Capricorn. Really amazing GM. Uh, we all died, but we still won. So that could happen. I, I, under, I understand what I played enough. Well, I guess I guess our, what you mean by that. As the we world were, didn't end. Well, as we were fading away, at least we thought we won. Who knows what really happened? Oh. But in our minds, we won. But um, it was pretty cool. It was actually it's it funny. I mean, I, I liked you for a lot. Um, so did you play? Did you we played like uh, my wife and I went and we played like this legacy game. And I, um, it seems like the ETU guys, East Texas University guys, they came they, during they did like a kids on bikes thing Kickstarter recently, so they haven't released what they did at at, Ch at a Chupacabra which was this like legacy game where you play like in the 20s, 50s, and, and 80s. Oh. Um, and the care and you play like we were able to get it all three. So you play someone who's related, like a, a related to the character you played before, or like a, which I thought was really cool. That's and cool, some people yeah. developed and some people developed like the family history story in a very fascinating manner. Um, yeah, actually, I think there was one. There was one character who was actually the same character throughout. So how that happened? Well, it's a mystery. I don't want to spoil it too much. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, and I thought that was, that was a really neat game. Um, they're definitely like people like uh, Eric Lamaru were there. He does the wise guys, the Savage World stuff, um, where you're like mobsters. So it's, yeah, I played a Savage World Zeta Complex, the uh, legally distinct paranoia. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, there. Yes. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ran a couple of games there. Um, I ran a game that I'm working on, uh, which is the um, Medieval Pulp Cthulhu. So you play knight, knights and men-at-arms and, and shining armor in the wake of the Battle of Towton during the War of the Roses, and stuff gets weird. And I okay. actually was able hey, to... Medieval Pulp Cthulhu sounds pretty cool. Well, I wanted to make the characters like just badass and larger than life and pulp. Pulp Cthulhu does that, so like you can mm -hmm. wade into wait. You I mean you can't? It's still if you, you can still die it, pretty easily, but yeah, you, you can't know, take you got, on a great old one. But you can wade into servitor creatures, and some are yeah. tougher than others. And uh, it was it was good. It, I I ran it uh, at uh, I actually ran it at um, a weekend with good friends first, like online, and then I ran it live a couple times at Chupa and then at North Texas. So. Cool. So, yeah, so well, I'll, I'll be uh, in North Texas for sure. So we'll, oh, we'll try to meet up there. Yeah, well, I guess you can't play uh can't play uh, Christopher Robin's Nightmare, but maybe you'll get to maybe you'll get to jump <laughs> into maybe I'll try to run um 
for a few coppers more again. That I think that's really popular. I'll clean it yeah. up and and maybe get an actual draft where I can look through typed out uh, for then. Yeah, you should do it. Neat. We I I've got a weird frontiers thing that I've I've written and I need to do more playtesting of. Uh, that is, uh, basically it, it's got one inspiration point and it's big trouble for little China. It's Ooh. Chinese New Year. It's San Francisco. There's vampires and also that sounds so, pretty cool. Uh, so maybe maybe you can do a few coppers more and and I'll do a big trouble for a little blood and and we'll have the you know the weird frontiers double feature movie. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Neat. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's, North Texas is great. Actually, I, I guess they haven't, you can't buy tickets yet, folks, but I know you can reserve the hotel. I, I definitely, yeah. uh, and that's a, it's a really good rate for, for that hotel. So, and and for me, it's it's not a problem to drive up to the Dallas Fort Worth area. So I'll be, I'm definitely going to be driving up there. I hope I can hit Chupa also. I, I might have to limit, limit things this year, but um, but I did, I do like Chupa Cabra just because of all the savage walls that you can do. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I am. Are you participating in any cons before those? Or before that? No, the, I don't know. There might be an online one that I, I do, but yeah. in person, the first one for me this year will be North Texas. I'll probably yeah. do Lone Star Game Expo, which is in Grapevine, Texas. So, which is local to me. Um, and it, it's pretty small. It's not even at a hotel. It's at like a local convention center, but it's not a hotel. And then there's a uh, long con out in Longview, Texas. I'll, I'll probably go to that again. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd like to go to long con. I really like those guys, the guys who run it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I ran, Eddie I ran, a, <laughs> I ran with one of those guys, uh, ran, um, one, uh, America, one of the, which is, uh, yeah, I, Eddie, I think they both love it, but yeah, Eddie loves America, especially. Yeah. I, I fell in love with America. I like post apocalyptic games. Um, but I, I fell in love with America when I, played you know when one of those guys was running mm-hmm. so which is also it's also yeah it is pcc he he ran it his thing well you probably played with him at north texas actually because i know he mm-hmm. ran it there last year yeah 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 so so yeah it's pretty cool well it's two years ago i think when i or two or three god well things seem very compressed or long ago depending <laughs> on your perspective over the yeah. last two years but yeah um, staying inside changes things right <laughs> Well, yeah. So, um, any any other words of wisdom, or would be, uh, you're always a pleasure to talk to, uh, Stefan, and you always have great advice. Um, and you don't like tell this is what you should do. It's like, um, I guess examples from how thing you've done things or how you're doing things, and that really can help a would be creatives mm-hmm. like myself and others uh, who want to, you know, have their name on a on a print product for game for the games we love. Any other words um, of wisdom? You can have a direct. Yeah, I'll wisdom. I'll say uh, good resources. Uh, the uh, man's name is Ian Usem Y U S E M. He mostly does mothership stuff, but he's yeah, got a up. blog. I think it's Uncanny Spheres. He did a really good, like, very analytical breakdown of Zine Month from last year. So there's like good, hard, like documented, you know, anal- analysis for folks who actually want to go to the crowdfunding area. Um, and he's done some videos with on the, on the plus one EXP channel on, on YouTube. And they've also got good stuff for crowdfunding. Uh, so there's some good resources for like taking it to that level, but for actually creating it. Um, I mean that the secret is just simply right. If you don't create something 
amazing and uh and super super memorable that you know 10 years from now people will remember i did it my first time uh i wrote a free thing in the gong farmers almanac which is go buy a free pdf or not not buy it just go get one it's a free pdf on drive through or order it at cost uh because no one makes any money it's all free but uh, i wrote a decent venture in there i've seen people play it online uh oh, so neat. people like it but it's not a I look back and there's things I can change. I can go, wow, that last room where the climax is has way too much box text. That's way too much. Mm -hmm. It's people's eyes are glazing over by the time you, you tell them roll initiative. Uh, so you just got to start by writing something and uh, don't worry if it's not great, you can rewrite it and you should get an editor because they'll make it even better as well. Cool. And play test it because your players will give you great ideas. And I can promise yeah, you definitely. that happened in both of the adventure, all the stuff that's coming out in this Kickstarter. I wrote it and then I played it and people did stuff I would have never thought of. And it, it got added into the text because uh, it's collaborative at the table and the writing process should be at least a little bit collaborative as well. Well, thank you so much. That's some great advice. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Um, and, um, well, thank you everyone for listening. This has been, uh, a GML just presents with, uh, Stefan Surratt and go and check out his Kickstarter, Elfland Beyond the Fields. We know it's not just, Elf well, I guess they're all tacitly related to Elfland and fairy tales. I've written, I've seems... they're written, you can do them in Elfland or out. There's, there's a little sidebar thing in there for, for how to do it each way. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of like a, it's for a zine month, but it's more than just one thing. So which I think is really great. Uh, everyone's looking for a great bang for their buck. And this looks looks awesome. And it's going to be a quick turnaround. And uh, well, hey, it's already funded. So we're going to see it, which is awesome. So let's hit those stretch goals. And uh, thank you again, Stefan. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you.